We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone. Hello. Welcome to Unabashedly Obsessed. I'm James. I'm Erin. On our show we like to talk about things related to pop culture. And not so pop culture. When audacity and our software will let us. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, so <sighs> we had a bit of a, a, a little trouble last week. We sure did. But now we're back to let you know that we have watched a movie about the book we talked about last week. <laughs> that you didn't hear us talk about right. last week because Audacity ate the file. Right. Um, so we're going to kind of shuffle that into this too. So this is a book written by David Levithan. Yes. About someone who every day, title, uh, wakes up in another person's body. Think possession, but if you were, if the main character was the possessor, and every day, it's a different possessee. Yes. That's not an easier way to think of it, but it is sort of a more spooky way to think of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so this person who goes by the name A... Yes. ...is from as for as long as they can remember. Yeah. As far as they're aware, the day they were born, this started. Yeah. Every single day, they've woken up in a different body. And the bodies are always geographically close by yes so a will wake up in the body of somebody typically living within a couple of hours of yeah. the last body that's about the same age as them that's about the same age as them a also does not use gendered pronouns right it's not specifically called out in that language but the other character asks a are you a boy or a girl and a is basically like yes yeah and also no right because they don't have a body so they've never thought of themselves in those terms one way or the other they just right are in another day she uses the pronouns of the person that a is in yes um, Rhiannon does right yeah another day is the same story it's the sequel book it's the same story from the perspective of the girl right as so, opposed to uh, the perspective of a right exactly so a wakes up uh the in the first chapter um let's go chapter by chapter I'm just joking. Let's. I don't think I could do that even I, if I wanted to. I don't think I to. could either. Um, <laughs> so basically, the book starts where A is waking up in the body of Justin, and Justin is a, a boy who is dating a girl named Rhiannon. Yes. And basically, A falls in love with Rhiannon, basically the first time they talk. Yes. So they have this wonderful, like basically, they ditch school. They have this wonderful day at the beach. It, the book takes place in like Maryland, in literally Maryland, not like Maryland. Not like Maryland. It's actually Maryland. Um, right. It's not in Delaware. You know, like Maryland. They go to a beach, and uh, it's this wonderful idyllic day, and like it's her favorite day that she's had with Justin or whatever. And then he moves on to a new body, and Justin has no memories, no specific memories of it. He has like placeholder memories, like we went to the beach. There was sand there. Yes. Like, what is beach? This is beach. But does not remember any of the things they talked about. Right. Does not remember any of the specifics. Just remembers that they left school and went to the beach. Right. So basically, from then on, A finds a way to continue to find her. Yes. Um, they have a an email address set up, um, which is how they continue to contact her. Yeah, the book was written in like 2007 or something. Yeah. In the movie... So Facebook Facebook was a thing, but right. A did not have a Facebook profile. Right. Was only able to... A, a did like some Facebook stalking, but does not have a profile themselves. Right. So there, it's mostly an email... Con- so they have a constant email that they basically log into, do whatever they need to do email-wise, and log out and change their password. Yes. Um... So that the person, because the person who... Well, lo- log out, change the... I don't know that they change the password, but they log out and, like, clear the his- the browser history. Right, exactly. And the cache and stuff. Right. Right. So that, that that it's not, like, they can't be logged into again. And, of course, right. that that get, that get that system gets stymied um, in the course of the book. Right. So the conflicts are basically... A is in love with Rhiannon. Rhiannon is with Justin. 
Right. Justin is a jerk, question mark. He's sort of inattentive. He's kind of... He's not a good boyfriend, but he doesn't seem to be a bad person. Right, exactly. Um, Another day is very interesting in terms of Justin. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of like, okay, cool. So there is... he. The author is writing in term like in a way that Justin can be a fuller character it's just that A only experienced a little bit of him. Right. Yeah, so A is able <sighs> to access the memories right of the person whose body they're inhabiting. And we're going to try really hard to say they. Right. It, we may slip up and use the pronoun for the body that they're in. Right. Cuz that happens a lot in the book. Right. And I think I also lean towards he like in my in my subconscious because of um Justin being the first body that Same. that A is in and you know frankly a a patriarchal heteronormative bias that I I'm, I'm working with for Well pop and also like, because Rhiannon is heterosexual, heterosexual. right and so, so she yeah. thinks she prefers to think of A as he right. because it's easier for her to wrap her head around right so so that's one one conflict is A wants to be with Rhiannon Rhiannon kind of wants to be with a but like how is that gonna work right well so oh we were talking about um accessing oh yeah yeah. a is able to access all of justin's memories right so a gets a glimpse into who is justin right in a way that rhiannon doesn't right but i feel like we see more of justin the way justin typically is in another day right which is very when we're seeing him through rhiannon's eyes right and like it, Which is strange. It, it's it's it is strange, and it's like because A is this foreign presence, there is a bias or like a like a, a observational change. Like they are witnessing Justin's memories, right? But they have a different context. Like it's like you know you don't look at your memories and be like. It's 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 If I recall, so you've read Every Day more recently than I have. I said right. I read this book back in like May and right. I told James he should read it so we could talk about it. Right. And you read it in July? August, I believe. August. And then but we were doing August. Yes. Yes. And so it got pushed the recording got pushed back. Right. So I'm fuzzy on the details to an extent, but I don't remember where I was going with that. So he accesses <laughs> so A he accesses. Ac- A accesses Justin. And A figures out pretty early on in the day that they like Rhiannon. Right. And then they kind of just see all of their, like, all of their accessing of Justin's memories are colored by the fact that they like Rhiannon. So they're seeing Justin being kind of a shitty boyfriend. And the artifacts of his having been a shitty boyfriend with with Rhiannon's flinching and, like, Right. Whole body language and everything. Right. So, yeah. So, like, I get why A thinks that Justin is kind of a tool. Right. Justin is kind of a tool. There's also some stuff where, like, Justin doesn't have the best home life. Right. And, like, there are other factors playing in. Right. But Justin does prove himself later to not be a bad person. Right. Yeah. While also kind of being a bad person. In... A different way? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he takes Rhiannon for granted. Right. That's. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. He just kind of assumes that Rhiannon will always be there and Rhiannon will always go along with what he wants to do because that's the way it's always been. Is it a... He's. He feels like he's settling, so she should be grateful that he wants to... I didn't, I didn't get that. No, I think it's more just that it doesn't occur to him yeah. that she could have an opinion that isn't his opinion. I think he's just very self-centered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not typically deliberately mean. There are some things that he says and does where you're just like, okay, you don't need to be a dick about it. Right. But he doesn't seem to be... The intent in those things doesn't seem to be malicious. He, Yeah, He, it, the intent is it seems largely to be, you're overwhelming me right now. Yeah. I need some space. I need you to back... Like, so basically, it would probably be better if they were broken up and he had some time to grow up a little bit and like it feels like he needs to handle his own stuff yeah and like he's sort of like i have the girlfriend checked off and then he can just treat her however he wants and whatever yeah yeah so he's not it's not 
like abusive or anything like right. that. Rhiannon's friends don't like him. Right. Well, Rhiannon's friends are all also friends with him. But like her best, like there's this whole big friend group. But right. her best friend... Rebecca? S- Rebecca. I was going to say Stacy, mm. which is not the same at close. all. It's, it's close. so close. It's only off by all the letters. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> um, so Rebecca, basically, I mean, she just says things to Rhiannon like, you know, why are you with him? Right. You know, when are, like, you can, you know you can do better. And Rhiannon just kind of laughs it off or shrugs it off like, you know, you know, he's just having a bad day. He's just in a bad mood. Yeah. It almost makes you wonder if she is staying in the relationship a little bit out of spite. Maybe. I don't like I don't get that feeling though. Well, like I but it makes me wonder if her friends had been like super supportive. Yeah. How that would have affected yeah. things cuz it it's sort of like it's we've talked about, hold on. Let me access my memories. <laughs> Who did we talk about where it was like you're only making them want to be together more by saying that they can't be together? I mean, I know that's like everything. I know that's I like say all the Romeo time. Romeo and Juliet. But um... it's like we've talked about something specifically where we were like the you're only gonna make them oh god i don't know much ado maybe much ado but it was something like teen like a teens oh is it maybe i i I got really a lot of before i fall stuff going on like i sort of picturing them as like almost like parallel universes it looked a lot it looked like a very similar like visually the school and stuff were very similar right i don't I mean, it, it, it was an abusive relationship. It was an yeah. emotionally abusive relationship. I don't think that Justin's intent was to be abusive. Right, no. I think that was a side effect of his actions. Right. And a side effect of Rhiannon being willing to just take it. Right. As opposed to ever telling him, stop being a dick. Like, there was one point um, where they're at a party. Not the party, but, like, a different party. Where um, Rebecca's like, oh, it looks like our boyfriends are getting are getting baked or something like that. And Rihanna was like, lucky us. Yeah. And her friend was like, oh, all right. Like, kind of like, cause like she would never have said that right. before. So you get the impression that, that maybe in the past Rihanna has been of a bit of a, of a doormat. Yeah. Yes. That's a word, right? That yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, um, and and I, I think that, yeah, at the beginning of the story, all three of the stories, yeah. Rhiannon is a, a doormat. Justin, she lets Justin walk all over her because she can't imagine or doesn't want to imagine what life would be like if she didn't. Yes. So the next morning, A wakes up in Nathan's body. No, Nathan. No, it's because it was Monday when when with Justin and Nathan wasn't until Saturday. Right. So A wakes up in the body of the girl the, that visits the school. Right. Some girl who. They drive this girl's body over to the school and they say, hey, I'm Amy or whoever. Yeah. We might move here. Can I shadow you? Right. And Rhiannon is just like, all right. Yeah. No, maybe you should go to the office and like find somebody to actually shadow. Right. And in in the book, at least in another day, she says that she does say, yeah, I think you have to check in at the office. And she's like, "Uh, no, I'm not supposed to be here. She's like. So you're skipping school to check out a right. school? Yeah. Yeah. So. But in the movie, I think it was just kind of like, okay, sure, you yeah. could shadow me. Exactly, yeah. Strange person I've never seen before. I'm a junior. Hey, I'm a junior. Yeah, I guess. Fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Poor teachers. Yeah. <laughs> and not a lot happens in yeah. any of the iterations of this story It's with that. Yeah. It's just like they hang out. They, you know, Rhiannon thinks this chick is cool. Yeah. And then A goes into the body of uh, you show somebody me the, else. You show me the... the Because the, then they, they well, her car is parked way over there. Yeah. Is it the um, football player dude? No, because it wasn't until... So Nathan... She's, A wasn't revealed until the bookstore after Nathan... Right, so, and that was the football player dude. Basically, A goes into a bunch of bodies and keeps finding excuses to see Rhiannon. Right. Until the weekend when Rhiannon is going to this party right. that Justin wants her to go to at Steve's house, Steve being one of their friends. Right. And while they're there, Justin basically ditches her to go get wasted. Right. 
which doesn't seem abnormal. No. It seems like that's kind of how it goes when they go to parties. She didn't really want to go to the party to begin with. Yeah. It's weird. In in every day, it didn't seem like she wanted to be there. But in another day, she was like, so I guess we're going to the party. And he's like, ugh. Yeah. I don't want to go to this party. And like I was like, oh, wait, wait. Who wants to go to this party? Nobody wants no, to go to this party. No one Steve's wants to be parties here. suck. <laughs> so they go to this party and Justin wanders off and she ends up meeting this guy named Nathan. Yeah. Who stands out because he's wearing a bow tie? Uh, he was wearing like just like a uh, like a Was it just a tie. regular yeah. tie? Okay, so he's like very nicely dressed yeah. for this kegger. <laughs> kegger in a high schooler's basement. Right. And he puts on a song that they had sung along to in the car on the way to the beach right. when he was in Justin when they were in Justin's body. Right. There we go. Yeah. I knew I was going to do it. I knew I was going to be the first one of us to do it. It's not because we're oh. not sensitive to it. It's that it's a confusing extra weird yeah, thing. It is. It's like yeah. yeah. Okay. So Rhiannon starts dancing with this Nathan dude. Right. Who <laughs> assures Justin that he's gay. Right. And also that he's Steve's cousin. Because like, cause he's like, why are you... They're like, why are you here? Yeah. They're like, who's this weird dude in the tie? And right. he's like, oh, I'm Steve's cousin. I and everybody that, just takes that in stride. Yeah. In the book, I thought that I remembered A thinking, oh, there's probably a Steve here. Like, I could be totally making that up. But I, I feel like... I know that he knew that Steve existed because... Or they knew that Steve existed because of having been in Justin's body before. Right. But I remember something similar somewhere else. It was like, I don't know, uh, Steve? Maybe Steve is a name of someone that's close yeah. to here. Like, yeah. That does sound familiar. Anyways, but so he says he's Steve's cousin. And so everybody's he's Steve's like, gay cousin. And so. Yeah, and everybody's like, okay. Let's dance. And they do. And then the party gets broken up by the cops and everybody disperses. But I think Nathan and Rhiannon had exchanged. Or, well, A in Nathan's body and Rhiannon had exchanged email addresses. They're, yeah, they had hung out. Well, in, in the movie, they're hanging out in this, like, treehouse thing. Right. And, like, uh, in the movie, uh, every morning he sets an alarm for 11.50 and 11.55 because the change happens at midnight. So, uh, basically, there's a Cinderella thing going on. Yeah. Where uh, he is not able to get home in Nathan's body. So, he pulls off, like, it's basically midnight. He switches bodies. Right. So he's like 11.59, he pulls off in Nathan's car on the side of the road. Right. And um, Nathan is basically found by a cop. Right. Asleep, uh, alive. Asleep, yeah. behind, asleep behind the wheel on the side of the road. Right. And we don't hear from Nathan again for a little bit. Right. But and just I, you wait. And I don't remember. Was that was the next one? So then the next one was the in the bookshop was right. the girl that was like, hey, Nathan sent me. Right, right. And yeah, so they say, hey, let's meet. And Rhiannon thinks that she's emailing with Nathan. Right. And this girl shows up and says, Nathan sent me and explains, I wake up in a different body every day. Right. It's super weird, but it, it is what it is. It's that, that scene in all of this kind of movie where they're like, don't laugh. This isn't a joke. This is weird. But here's the weirdest thing you've ever heard in your life. Right. And Rhiannon doesn't believe it. So right. the girl basically gives all of these small details about the trip to the beach and the day that Amy shadowed her and the party with Nathan and all of the other bodies that they were in that we've completely forgotten about because right. they were not ultimately important. I feel like maybe there, there were a couple of days where it was other things. It was not. In the movie, to... there was one where they woke up in a blind kid's body yeah randomly and it in, wasn't the, in the movie or in the book there was a reference to one time i was in the body of this blind girl right but it made it sound like it was when they were much younger yeah yeah and in this one it was a, a, a scene that someone forgot to outtake yeah it was weird it was like a maybe a minute long scene like i was interested i was like yeah oh, okay this is gonna be interesting but that's all you see of that person yeah. is a wakes up fumbles for their phone is like why don't i have a phone and then assumes assumes siri which i thought was like yeah a bold assumption but then like sits up and grabs for the the cane yeah and you realize oh this body's blind right and then it's like three days later right and we're with rihanna there was no reason for that scene to be in there yeah 
except I guess to show that A wakes up in different body, like different kinds of bodies. <laughs> yeah. So the next major one is A goes into the body of this football player, right? Named James, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. One of the yeah in the, in the book. It, yeah, in the book it was this this twin named, yeah, named James. Yeah, there are twins, and he goes in. They go into the body of the one twin named James, who is like a football player, right? But like doesn't like not from a well-off family like when james and rhiannon meet for coffee james has to like scrape together change to get a cup of coffee to drink while they wait for rhiannon right and in the this was where they kind of juxtaposed a few things in the movie so in the book james is this football player twin brother in the movie there's no reference to James being a, a sibling right. or a football player, but he's just this kind of hu- like this husky Polynesian dude. Yeah, he he looked very very. He looked like, Hawaiian. Yeah, like there was a there was a guy who was in like a bunch of '90s movies. There was this like big Polynesian dude who was in a bunch of movies as like big Polynesian dude, yeah. and like he was like tough, but he had like a. A night, uh, you know, a lovely smile. So it was like this big juxtaposition. Yeah, of big old teddy bear of a dude. Exactly. Yeah. So looks kind of like that. Basically, this. Now, I did not care for the actor. Yeah. I didn't like the actors. I didn't like the way the actor played a. Uh huh. It felt weird compared to the way all of the other actors playing a played a. Yeah. But you liked him. I. Yeah. I. 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 I had net positive. I mean, like, he wasn't my favorite actor in the movie like uh, he wasn't my favorite person who a inhabited but i didn't have a like a negative reaction i I was like okay yeah this guy he reminded me a little bit of my friend riley not that riley is polynesian but sort of (laughs) in a general big sort of cuddly presence sure um so i was sort of like oh yeah okay okay they kind of combined so one of the storylines in the storylines one of the bodies that a inhabits in the book was a very overweight person yes and this was kind of like one of the meatier parts of our discussion that got lost yeah where (laughs) i didn't mean to grotesquely pun it was a bad (laughs) pun and i apologize but it was handled in a way that felt kind of fat shamey and gross yeah like a emails rihanna and is uh, and is like you're not gonna like the body that i'm in right just assumes right off the bat you're not gonna like the body that i'm in yeah and in another day rihanna reacts pretty strongly to this is a big dude right and it's not in like it's done in such a way that like you can tell that it's a negative thing which is which is what I think we ultimately concluded was my my issue with it was not that they portrayed this as the the as the the kid can't like do exercise very well and it's like right. hard for them to breathe and whatever like if you're being clinical about it that can be a thing that that is associated with being very very sure. heavy it was the like judgment that was in the descriptions that was absent of every other body that was inhabited yeah a kept talking about how sweaty the body was and just like it just it it felt icky yeah and like and and it felt yeah icky is is actually great because it was as if they were grossed out by this fat person and they wanted the audience to or the reader to really get how disgusting this person was which was like all right and let's just we had kind of talked about like the only it's not even an excuse. It's not an excuse because there's no excuse for that. But the only explanation that I could think of that made any sense, given that A had been pretty open, like open-minded and welcoming of all of the bodies that they had inhabited, yeah, was that you know they are now kind of like in a relationship with this girl, right. and yes, they yes, yes, were yes. seeing the body that they were in through the eyes of this girl that they were attracted to and thinking is is this girl going to be attracted to me in this body it's it's a little bit like like 
my daughter Lila has the fashion sense that is either like so avant-garde, I can't even whatever, or it's just weird and she just puts on whatever. <laughs> anyway, anyway you want to slice it. And for the most, like in, in the confines of our house, I don't care right. at all. But when it's like she's at school and she's going to be wearing this, mostly I still am like, eh, I mean, like, whatever. She's a, she's a little kid. Who cares? Right. But sometimes it's sort of like she could look nicer. She could match. And it's not that I'm like, ugh, she looks like trash. It's that, like, it's not only a reflection of, like, how she's perceived by her teachers and her peers and whatever. Right. But it's also a little bit of a reflection of, like, what she's coming from. Right. And, like, not that that's right. Not that, like, it should be like, oh, she doesn't match. You must be a bad parent. Which is not what... There's, like, like so many caveats here. Yeah. But, like, the fear is... It, and this, I think this is what a little bit of what you're talking about. Like, it's not that I care. It's that I'm sort of like, ugh, now other people are into it. Right. Now other people are involved. So now there's, like, a context of, like, look, I love you, whatever, but... This other person might not see it that sure. way. Sure. Lorelai constantly is, like, her favorite shirts are all so stained. Yeah. And she keeps wanting to wear them because they're her favorites. And I keep, like, there comes a point when you have to throw the shirt away because it's just stained beyond right. wearability. Right. And then she gets mad at me and I have to, exp- you have to explain to her, you know, I don't care if you wear the stained shirt around yeah. the house. Yeah. But when you go out into the world, it does you well to look like you put some effort into your appearance. Right. Because otherwise, people are going to look at you and think, oh, hey, dirty kid, your parents must not care. Right. Or like when Lila refuses to brush her hair. Uh-huh. We run into we, that a lot. We brush her, you know, we we were in St. Louis. I think it was St. Louis. And we were trying to brush her hair. And we're like, come on, Lila, you're going you're gonna to look gorgeous. And we were brushing. And she was crying. It was, it was heartbreaking. Pathetic in like that heartbreaking way. Mm-hmm. She's like, I want to look gorgeous in my own way. And no. I was like... That's so right. You're so right. But on the other hand, we're going to have to cut your hair off if these knots get any worse. <laughs> yes. So, like, Kaylee and I have that same conversation daily. Like, express yourself, my love, please. Or let's cut your hair off and let's let's give you let's find some cute pixie cut or yes. something. But she doesn't want that either. She wants to have her hair long like like, like Rapunzel. And yeah, I'm like, that's Kaylee's thing. Brush and brush and brush my hair is part of the song. Yes. Yes. We've moved away from the point of so our conversation the, the, the point is it's that change between it's just me in here it's right. me me in the body versus me in the body but also i'm trying to like impress this girl that i'm in love with right so this is maybe not gonna necessarily do it right it's not that a doesn't like the body necessarily this is the, the 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 optimistic read of this is it's not right. that a is judging the body it's a is worried that Rhiannon will judge the body. Right. And I'm yeah. going to choose to believe that that is what was happening. Right. Because in every other instance, A has been very kind yeah. about the body that they've been in. Yeah. But so that wasn't even a, like that body did not exist in the movie. There was, there was, there was, the, there was the dude at the, di- the Polynesian dude at the diner who was yeah. bigger. Right. And there was a line that, it was the same. I mean, it, they use she Rhiannon used the same line with James, the football player in the book, where she he's like, "Can we go someplace a little more private?" Right. And she's like, "Uh, you're a big threatening dude, right. no." Right. And then there was a part where they combined the like there was a metalhead kid. Mm-hmm. I guess it was the metalhead kid. We didn't actually see him listening to metal or showing any enthusiasm for metal. But he had the same name. Right. And he had trouble running. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, and so A's trying to run down the street and goes, you know, wow, this kid does not exercise. Which is... Which was really funny. It was funny. It was expressing, I think, what they were going for, or what the what Levithan was going for. Mm-hmm. But in a way that's like, yeah, okay. It's not a judgment on the body. It's this kid doesn't exercise enough. So this kid's muscles and and body aren't used to this running thing I'm needing to do right now. Right. Exactly. No judgment about appearance or smell or sweat or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. The, uh, I'm trying to think what some of the other, I mean, we don't need to do like a body by body. Let's get back to Nathan. So yeah. So Nathan had. Who you will recall was the quote unquote gay cousin of Steve from the party. Right. So Nathan is, let me put this delicately, um, super churchy. Yeah. Um, 
And so he has assumed that he was possessed by the devil. Mm-hmm. And this thought has been encouraged by two things. One, message boards that of people that have also said that they had one day where they lost time and felt and when felt like they had been possessed. Right. And two, this reverend who is like this is definitely Did he find the reverend on the message board? I think so. Okay. Or, or or he also he went he to the, went newspaper, to the newspaper and stuff like yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of a big sort of like it sort of seemed like a uh what's it called? Like a fluff piece? Yeah. Where it was like, look at this kid who thinks he was possessed by the devil. Anyways, here's this kid. Right. Um, I think, anyways, the reverend came into his life and was like, we're going to find this. You know, you're, you know, you're doing the Lord's work, blah, 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 blah. Right. So Nathan, another thing is that A, didn't have time to clear Nathan's cash. So Nathan had access to emails. Or in the movie, Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> A's Instagram account is like, ah, uh, 26. Yes. Also, A posts an Instagram photo, like a selfie of everybody that they are in. Right. So if you look at A's Instagram account, A looks like a super creeper. True. It's just like all of these unconnected people who don't remember having those photos taken. Yeah. If I was him, if I, I was them, I would I would do like a, a nine a nine body uh, theme where it was like Brady Bunch, where I would like look yeah. him down. I'm like, yeah. You no. Know. Have some fun with it. Yeah. This is your life. If I was them, I would just stick with email and not Instagram. That's probably true. Um, but Twitter. there were, there was also a... Hashtag body jumper. <laughs> there was also like... A and Rhiannon in the movie were messaging like private... Like privately chatting on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram was a weird platform for them to use. Like they could have used any... They, they obviously can't use like phone numbers. Right. Because A has a different phone every day, but they could have used a Facebook Messenger profile. Or like a Google, or like a Gmail, Google yeah. Messenger, Google Chat. DMs on Twitter. There's. It almost makes you think that maybe Instagram had some sort of funding. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it just seemed... St- like, honestly, the posting selfies of everybody that they were in really kind of squicked me out. Huh. Interesting. Like I found, like that made me more uncomfortable <laughs> than a lot of the other things that happened. Interesting. I don't know why. Hmm. I guess it's my own like not wanting pictures of myself that I have not vetted. Yeah. Out there, or the idea of like somebody putting pictures of my kids out on the internet without asking me. Yeah. Like yeah. or getting their permission or whatever. It just the whole thing just feels gross to me. Yeah. So, um, Nathan starts harassing him on email, like, Hey, I'm going to find out who are you? What, you know, what's going on? What this is in the book, in the book, in the movie, in the movie, Rhiannon goes to visit Nathan and pretends to be a reporter for her school paper. And she's like, so possessed by the devil, huh? And Nathan's like, yeah, it was super weird and really not cool because she's checking a story right out, but that's all we hear from Nathan in the movie. Like the Reverend comes over and is like, uh, you need to leave now. Right. And that was all we hear from the Reverend in the movie. And I just I just got to the part of another day where she visits Nathan at home and offers him Girl Scout cookies. Oh yeah. And his mom comes up and she's like, Who's this? And she said, I'm selling Girl Scout cookies for my sister. Mm-hmm. And Nathan is the the mom's like, Oh, do you want one? And Nathan's like, The peanut butter ones? It was a yeah. It was a weird kind of lovely exchange where it was like ugh moms right yeah <laughs> yeah Aww, I don't ever want to be one of the ugh moms right moms me neither but I think maybe that's I think it just happens yeah in the so... book Nathan is pestering him and A is sort of responding you can tell that Nathan is sort of like wanting a like fascinated by this a little bit sort of like this is a weird connection thing I want to know about who you like. It, it wasn't just like hate-filled, you did this to me, I'm going to get you sort of stuff. Right. It was partially that. Well, and I wasn't really clear. Did Nathan think that he was emailing the devil? Or did he think that he was emailing a minion of the devil? Or did he think that he was emailing a person who had the ability to jump into his body and inhabit him? 
Uh, yes. I don't know that Nathan really knew what Nathan was doing. I think Nathan was sort of like, I didn't really expect anyone to respond. Yeah. Because, like, how weird it would be. So Nathan had the experience of waking up. Nathan was not a party kid. Yeah. Nathan was a clean-cut church boy. Yep. So he was not out drinking, and, and he was like, look, I don't I do not do that. You know, this is this is weird. And I don't think A was drinking in Nathan's no, body. No, nope. But, like, the idea of being woken up and remembering going to a party, right. that kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, Nathan is, like, um, finds, like, emails in his, like, you know, history that he doesn't remember going to. Um, like a handwriting that he doesn't remember writing or whatever. I, I I'm think, mixing some stuff up. But I like, think it's that he like went to log into his email and yeah. A was st- A's email was because A hadn't cleared the browser history. Right. So A's email was still logged in. Feels like just log out. Like why? Why you need yeah. to blast the cache? Just like just log log in. out. Just hit yeah. that log out button. Yeah. Um. But so I mean, like that has to be so weird to be like, uh, what is this email? Yeah. Who are you? I'm this guy. Ah. Oh my god. So like So in the book, the Nathan thing is much more it's kind of an ongoing just periodically A will get an email from Nathan that is like Who are you? Who are you? Why did you possess me? Are you the devil or just a minion of the devil or just a person who possesses people? Can you get me Van Halen tickets? Nathan turns around and is like, Alright, I'll embrace this devil <laughs> thing. And then at one point, A reaches out to the pastor or reverend or whatever. Uh, a number, a couple of times. They're, right. They're, well, it, it somehow comes out that, I don't remember how it happened, but it came out that the reverend was also a body jumper. He went and met Nathan, and Nathan basically brought the reverend along. That's right. I'm getting weird secret room vibes. Like, I'm, I'm getting, like, weird, like chills that of like the same like weirdness of like empty houses and empty weird rooms and stuff from the secret room it wasn't described I, I as that i've but seen the secret room it's the movie we watched on emonies uh peter kraus and oh that secret room yeah, yeah. lost room lost room yeah, yeah that one that's why i haven't seen the secret room because right. it's not the, i haven't uh, seen it that's not the title <laughs> coming soon the secret room um but like anyways i think i think he was like all right i'll meet you and then nathan's like all right and then they show up and the I reverend. Brought the there reverend. Too. Right. Yeah. So it comes out that the reverend is also a body jumper and has figured out how to stay in the body. Right. And A is like, but if you stay in the body, what happens to the person whose body you're in? And the reverend is like, nah. <laughs> does it matter? And A's like, okay, so you're not a good person. Right. I'm done talking to you. Right. And we don't and and that's kind of that. Well, there's there's a part where there, where it's revealed, and then basically the Reverend's like, "If you want to learn, I'll teach you." And then A's like, "I'm gonna go now." Yeah. And then like basically the conclusion of the book is he's like, "Hey, so what happens to the people whose bodies you possess?" And the Reverend's like, "Meh." And he's like, "Okay, so confirmed evil." Yep. And then yeah. But in the movie, A just randomly figures out how to stay in bodies. It turns out that it's by uh, trying. Yeah, it's by just wanting to do it. Yeah. So A is in the body of this girl, Kelsey, who is suicidal. Right. And in the book, A calls Rhiannon and says, I'm in this body. She's suicidal. What do I do? Right. And Rhiannon's like, well, you like you need... They have this whole... In both the book and the movie, they have, they have this whole thing where, you know, it's Kelsey's life, not mine. Right. Who am I to make the decision for her? And Rhiannon says, well, if Kelsey was going to kill another person, right. wouldn't you stop her? And A says, of course I would stop her. And Rhiannon says, okay then. Dang. So stop her. Gotcha. Lawyered. Yeah. So in the book, Kelsey's dad comes home from work. Right. Kelsey goes, A in Kelsey goes to him and says, "I'm, ha- you know, you need to get me help. Yeah. Hands him the journal that is outlined all of the ways that Kelsey is going to kill herself and on and like has said what date it's going to, it's going to be like the next day or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. In the movie, Kelsey's dad like works nights yeah. and isn't going to be home until 7 a.m. Right. So Rhiannon's like, well, you have to stay in the body. Right. And A's like, all right. Sounds yeah. Sounds good. High five. Let's do it. Yeah. So A stays in the body. And then later A ends up in the body of, in the book, a, a random dude named Alexander. Right. In the movie, 
one of Rhiannon's lab partners named Alexander. Right, right. I don't know why in the movie they decided to make it somebody she knew instead of some random guy who goes to a different school. I think it was to establish that her friends had always thought they'd go to they'd go well together anyway. Maybe. And it wasn't just like a, a deciding right to play matchmaker. Right. With a with a body he's in. Right. <laughs> yeah, because in in at the end of the Alexander day, A is like you, you know, Alexander's a really great person. Yeah. This is, there's, it's clear, there's clearly no way that you and I can make this work. And they did, in the movie, they did this really, really cool thing where it was like a flash forward. Yeah. To her life. And like, it really. To Rhiannon's life. To Rhiannon's life. It really, really uh, drove home a point that I had kind of not really thought about, which is like, what he's, uh, A's like, what if I'm, you know, what if I leap into the body of someone who's married? Yeah. Like, I was like. I hadn't even considered that. Yeah. Like. But like, I mean, that's a, because A is, al- is always very respectful of physical boundaries. Including. W- including, um, at one point, A jumps into Rhiannon's body and is very respectful of not looking at any part of her body that A has not already seen. Right. Which is such a season finale, like, a- episode. Like, it's so like, of course uh, they do. Right. Right. And at one point, they go to a cabin that is owned by Rhiannon's uncle. And they're like, hey, we can have like, you know, sexy romance time this whole weekend. You just have to, you know, go home on Saturday night and then come back Sunday morning. Right. And the body that A is in is apparently just like a really hot dude. Yeah. In the movie, he was kind of goobery looking. Yeah. But Rhiannon seemed into it. So, you know, I guess... Which goes to show that maybe she would have been into the big guy. Yeah. We don't know what people are going to be into. Exactly. But in, I don't think they brought even brought it up in the book or in the movie, did they? But in the book, they definitely brought up the part where Rhiannon is like, so we're going to have sex? And A is like, no, because this body is a virgin and I am not going to take that from him. Right. Right. I I don't remember if they had that conversation in the movie. I don't feel like they did. I feel like... I feel like overall summary of the movie was they took out all the parts where you're like, wait, what? Yeah. And added in maybe one or two of the of un- unique, never before seen, wait, what? Like a sibling. Right. Named Jolene. Now, now Rhiannon had a sibling named named Liza. Or, who, was or away, Lisa, who was away at college and- We never saw had her. no effect on any part of the story other than like made Rhiannon a, a younger sibling, which has stuff, which does stuff with- parent interactions i guess yeah like liza used to call mom like call her mom on like crap yeah and rihanna's like i give up yeah so mom you can watch your stories all day basically yeah so um yeah so a is very respectful of like consent and like body autonomy and stuff yes which is good though like it has to be so exhausting yeah like it like to every day be like but I think that because like, because I can't remember. I feel like they, there was a, there was a, a line where it was like, well, they'd had sex before or like, or other bodies that they had been in had had sex before. So. No, I think this is something that you and I had talked about. Oh, okay. Right, right. But cause like, I mean, Rhiannon and Justin had had sex before. Yeah. So A, theoretically could have had sex with Rhiannon in Justin's body and it, question mark, wouldn't have been an issue. But question would, mark but it, but she was having sex with a not with justin so it would have been an issue and it seemed like a was aware and you know cognizant of and respectful of that because it's kind of it's, it's a little bit like that revenge of the nerds which i have never seen but is a Same. sort of classic example uh someone like the main nerd wears a mask and convinces the hot girl that it's her boyfriend oh and yeah. they have sex yeah and then i guess he takes off the mask and she's like Oh my god, and how that's really rapey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and let's just call a spade a spade. That is rape. That is rape. Yeah, that absolutely. is rape. Um, so it's sort of like it feels a little bit like that, where it's like you think you're having sex with Justin, but it's me. Ha <laughs> Yeah. So they don't do that, which Make- is part of why it felt so weird when A was so gross about the overweight body. Yeah. Because they were so respectful of so many things, and yes. then there was just. 
I mean, I don't want to belabor that point, but... Yeah, it, it, it was an outlier. Yeah. A very troubling outlier. So, basically, at the end, A goes into the body of this guy named Alexander, and in the book, it's for one day. Right. They have a lovely night, and at the end of the night, Alexander's... Alexander's parents are out of town. Right. So they make dinner and they end up falling asleep together, I think in his treehouse. In a treehouse, tree yes. And A says to Rhiannon, I'm going to leave the memories of, for Alexander, of meeting this really cool girl in a bookshop. Right. Cooking dinner with her. Really hitting it off. Really hitting it off. Falling asleep next to her in the treehouse. Right. And you should... Try to make a go of it. He's Don't a, screw it up. He's, yeah. He's a really great guy. Right. And so when Alexander wakes up next to Rhiannon the next morning, Alexander doesn't have the holes in his memory that most of A's host bodies have. Right. In the movie, Rhiannon's like, hey, A, I really like you in this body of my lab partner. You want to stay? Yeah. And so A does for like weeks. I, I got the impression it was that it was at the very very least like four or five days. Like, yeah. If In- we're just going based on like, well, it's night again. Well, I'm not leaving yet. Yeah. That happened like four or five times, including Alexander's birthday. Yeesh. So they come home and his whole family is sitting there like pissed off because he's late for his birthday dinner. That. In a very ex- excellently though awkwardly like awkwardly on purpose shot like. You think they're going to go upstairs and kind of maybe make out a little bit. Right. And they run in and it's like they run from, you know, the right side of the camera over to the left side where the stairs are. And in the background is all the family and the banner festooned happy birthday, Alexander. And it's just like, oh, my God. Oh, no. (laughs) Alexander's mom was unnecessarily cranky about it. Right. She was like, your aunts came over and we spent all day cooking your favorite meal and you can't. And like, I get being frustrated that your kid blew off this thing that you worked really hard to prepare for them right but at the same time when your son who is a good kid yes and who clearly is close with his family and loves them very much when he comes in with this girl that he is clearly really into maybe don't make it super awkward maybe just say oh good you're here who's this would you like to stay for dinner right yeah and like maybe let him know afterwards that was kind of uncool. Right. But like, don't make it uncomfortable it, for everyone. Exactly. It felt a little bit like he was a good kid and mom knew that. And maybe and maybe I'm projecting just a little bit, but like knew that she could be like, hey, that wasn't cool. And like, I was frustrated that I'm frustrated that I put in all this work. And I know you're not going to like, I know I can say this stuff to you and, and you'll just be like, sorry, mom. Yeah, much much like I am a safe space for you to vent your frustrations. Right. You are a safe space for me to vent mine. Right. Yeah. But like in a but in a sort of like I'm your mom. How dare you? Like I got a sort of like I don't know. She. The more I if think I about recall, it, she did say something along the lines of "You haven't been acting like yourself." Yeah. Which was kind of the trigger for A to be like, "I need to let Alexander have his life back." Yes. Which is correct. Right. So in fact. Maybe you're a couple days overdue for that, but that's (laughs) just me. (laughs) Right. So in both, they basically both end the same way. A ends up in another body, which they drive to, I think, New York City. Yeah. So that they can be clustered around just tons and tons of people and never have a real operate, like have so many bodies to jump into that there's never going to be much of a reason for them to leave. Right. They originally got to Maryland because some body that they were in like took a trip. Yeah. And then they woke up the next morning in the body yes. of somebody who lived in Maryland. And there was, yeah, there was a whole plot point of like, all right, we're going to Hawaii. Yeah. And uh, and is like, yeah, it was the uh, metalhead kid. Yeah, the metalhead kid. His, yeah. Like his sister was getting married in Hawaii. And so A wakes up and the family is like, Michael, why are you still sleeping? We have to go. We have to catch our flight. And he's like, oh, God, I can't go to Hawaii. Yeah. Which was kind of horrible. Yeah. It was. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, I'd have done the same thing. Yeah. I mean, you. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. So, so overall. Well, so at the end of the book, that after A has left Alexander's body. Mm-hmm. 
that's when A contacts the Reverend and is like, so do you know how to like stay? Are you, are you, yeah. Are you and serious about And what happens to the person? The Reverend's like, nah, does it matter? Yeah. And A's like, okay, so maybe this is not a viable option. Yeah, exactly. What would have been? In the movie, it's just that A gets into, in, in the body that they are in, gets into the car and just drives off after yeah. having had a conversation with Rhiannon about, I'm going to go to New York. Yeah. I'm going to remove myself from your life so that you are not tempted to try to make this work. Yeah. Because the only way that A and Rhiannon could be together would be to have A go home to the body's house every night. Like, they'd never right. be able to spend the night together. Right. They'd never, at one point, they were like, you know, what if you want kids? Whose kids are they? Whose kids are yeah, they? Yeah, that was, that. yeah. And, and and then you're raising them by your basically by yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. They also never covered, like, what would happen if the person died. Oh, that's true. Like the host body? Yeah. Yeah. There is a third installment yes. coming out in October called Someday. Yes. Did we not read that it was a prequel? I thought you read that it was a prequel, but I can't see how it... I mean, if if it is, then I think that there will have to be a fourth installment. Yeah. Because... We did... We did we did posit that there would be a fourth installment because we couldn't think of what a good another title would be. Yeah. Any day. Any day. Yeah, because another day ends kind of open-ended. Okay. Like, that's that's all I'll say. But, okay. like, there's definitely room for you can see where the story would continue. Yeah. So if someday doesn't continue the story, I'm going to be pissed because it's a story that I really think needs to be continued. Because uh, yeah. I want to know what happens. Yeah, yeah, agreed. When when you jump into other bodies, how 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 does yeah how does it's a very yeah it's a very cool concept yeah overall I would say I I maybe maybe like the movie more than I like the book really let me try and think I, I think, really liked the girl who played Rhiannon I think Rhiannon was very good I thought yeah I don't know maybe 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 my my thoughts of it of the movie are mostly about her performance. Which was excellent. A lot of the casting of the A characters was kind of strange to me. Yeah. Like, we both had the moment where Justin walks on screen and we're like, well, that's not how we pictured him. Because we were both picturing the character of Justin from 13 Reasons Why. And Justin was played by the main guy. I don't know if, I don't know who else who's listening has seen the Netflix show The Get Down, which is about uh, Grandmaster. Well, it's about a basically like, a breakdancing crew in New York. Okay. Yeah. So the main guy has this big fro because um, it's the late 70s. Sure. Um, and, you know, is a, a black boy, a, a yeah. black, a black, a young black man. Yeah. Um, Which is not how I picture Justin as being. Yeah. And sometimes I'm bad about reading descriptions. No, that was, that was one you, where... You're pretty good about it. I, I mean... I don't think it. Ex- I don't think it described him in explicit detail, but I definitely, and it may be because I read this around the same time that thirteen Re- that we were watching Thirteen Reasons Why, season two, is that it just he he read as a white dude to me, but Nathan I thought was black. Right, and I I I didn't get that either. Well, and there's really no reason for it, considering that Nathan said he was Steve's cousin and. I didn't picture Steve as being black. Right. Which, I mean, you know, there's marriages and stuff. Barney's brother. But... Barney's brother, James. What? In uh, How Much Mother. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry. This, uh, that... Hey, you are not required to understand a, a, a leap over to How Much Mother from <laughs> Especially this. using one of the yeah. names that... Uh, using a name that is your name. And I right. was quite confused. Right. But, yeah, so... I mean, you know, it's it's feasible, but I definitely pictured Nathan looking a lot like Justin from the movie. Which and and in another day, I, mean, I don't know if if A described um, Ashley. I think was the really hot mm-hmm. girl's name. Yeah. Um. The the really hot girl who didn't exist in the movie. Right. That whole storyline just didn't happen. Uh, but in another day, it's very expressly she's a, a a very gorgeous black girl. Yeah. And it would have been okay even if she left it at um. You know, she should be uh, traveling with uh, an entourage and and you know a, a stylist and Jay Z. So basically, Ashley looked like Beyonce. Right. Um. But then it's very expressly said, like 
she is this gorgeous black girl. And I was like, yeah. okay, so we're just spelling this out now. Yeah. I did not pick up on that in in every day. And I'm wondering if it wasn't. I don't remember if I did or not. Yeah. But so so maybe what I'm thinking of is the movie had that great performance by the Rhiannon character mm-hmm. that really made the whole thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I would have liked more Reverend stuff because then it wouldn't have felt maybe because maybe because in the movie it was sort of just sort of one plot line. Yeah. Well, and it, like in the book, the Nathan thing is like it keeps coming back. Yeah. It was kind of I mean, it wasn't it was a B plot for sure. But it did keep coming back. Whereas in the movie, it was just like, I don't, I don't really understand why they even bothered to bring Nathan back with the de- the devil possession thing. Right. Because then they never did anything right. with it. Yeah, that's true. So just let Nathan be another body that A inhabited for a night. You had a good time at a party. And then A moves into this chick from the bookstore or whatever. Yeah. Or the football player dude or whatever. That yeah, that's true, that's true. It was yeah. Neither ne- neither the book you know either book or the or the movie are are like, you know, lifelong favorite. There are going to be like things I return to. Yeah, they were they were all very pleasant. Yeah, things to partake of. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like the movie as much immediately after having watched it as I do looking back on it. Okay, yeah. Like a week removed now, I'm remembering the things that I liked about it more than the things that annoyed me. Yeah. Whereas at the time that you left my house last week, when you were like, I really liked it. And I was like, nah, huh? (laughs) See you later. Did you like (laughs) it? I'm closing the door. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like there were definitely things that I would have preferred they had done differently. Okay. I wish that they, like, there are things that I wish that they had stayed a little more true to the source material. Yes. Okay. I kind of wish that they, I kind of wish that they had put in the overweight guy so that they could handle it better. But yes. But I also don't think they would have handled it better. Right. Although they, they did have um, a trans character, which was, very, first of all, played by a played trans actor. Played by a trans actor. actor. And, um handled awesomely yes there was and like that is, that is the thing that in 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 the book i was sort of like okay but we're kind of like are you a boy or are you a girl was sort of how they addressed it in the book yeah. and in this it was like look i've been everything yeah i've been the whole spectrum i've been yeah. it all and you could and that actor was really great because they they or uh, he, he was able to. Now I'm doing the opposite, where I'm like, yeah. because A isn't. We've gotten um, so used to saying A. Yeah, um, that actor was really great because he, especially, I feel like he and the kid at the library were really great at. Look, I know I'm not who you were expecting me to right. look like, but you can tell in my eyes that I am. Yeah, they were probably the two best. Yes, ones. The kid at the library in the book. Wasn't he described as being like a redhead? Oh, I I pictured like like an Asian kid. Oh, huh. Is have it? You, the... Have you gotten to that part in another day yet? No. Okay. When you do, let me know if they describe what that dude looks like because I definitely pictured like an like a curly haired freckled ginger. Okay. And the the actor playing that character in the movie was not that. Not that. <laughs> um, he. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> he had he had the same general skin tone as as the the guy in Get Out. This kid was very very dark, not a ginger, not freckles. Yeah. Um I'm wondering if the lack of description in Every Day is intentional with the idea that in Another Day she's a lot more detailed about observing appearances. That could be. Although I do wonder if Levathon always intended to write another day or if it was just that so many people were like we need to know more and so he was like how about the same story from a different perspective not really more at all (laughs) we need another day book now that's genius we'll call it another day (laughs) yes so I think that's it I guess we should do some social media stuff we sure should we have a Facebook group we do it's called unabashedly obsessed with unabashedly obsessed and you should join it Yes. We have fun. James has been posting a lot of really choice Anna Kendrick stuff lately. I went on a deep Anna Kendrick dive on YouTube, which yeah. is not 
weirdly is not where I got most of the things I've posted. Oh, really? Yeah, I, but like I it like I found I guess she's been posting. I guess she's been sort of retweeting some stuff. Okay. And then like I saw some things and it was like, "Oh, related to this is that." Yeah. But yeah, so I've been I you know, Anna Kendrick is I want I want to promote uh, this this thing I've proposed to Anna Kendrick and Stephen King. I'm sure that they'll get right back to us on that. Called the main event, main spelled with an e because they're both from Maine. Yeah. So uh, we've in, I've invited them to come on our show together and have sort of like a four person round table discussion about uh, about stuff maybe related to Maine stuff. Sure. Speaking of other yes. projects we have, we have recently started a new actual play podcast. Yes. Called Kids on Bikes. Yes. That we play with David and Diana from Macintosh and Mod, and with Daniel and Kate from Subverted Tropes, which is, they just wrapped the show. Yeah. Um, they're not doing it anymore, but some of you listening may have been fans of that one when it was going as well. So yeah, yeah Daniel is GMing us, and the rest of us are players, and it's got sort of a... Stranger Things vibe. Yeah. And it's fun. It's very, very fun to record and also to listen to. Yeah. So the we have released the character building episode and we have released the first actual play episode. So now is a good time to jump in on that one if you haven't yet. Yeah. Um, also, my other project, 1994, just dropped chapter one. Um, I'm not in it till chapter four. <laughs> so don't go... To hear me, but go to hear all the other really good actors in it because they're all really good. They, it was, it's very, very good. It's very, it's very well produced. It's a fun story. It's like a road trip buddy comedy. I'm excited for chapter two to come out because because I'm a Patreon patron uh, patron. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard chapter one like a month a ago. month ago or yeah. something, and I'm just like, I haven't come heard on. chapter two either. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah. Speaking of Patreon, yes, great we have segue. One. We do. Um, it's patreon.com slash unabashedly obsessed the next we're gonna do another live stream mm-hmm. uh so the next person that signs up on patreon at i think any level sure will get to name the the live stream at just like mike got to name the live stream which cannot be <laughs> cannot be named because we don't remember when yeah. he named it because it was so many characters yes exactly and words that multi-paragraph yes. name um so yeah and and and, all... and we won't do the live stream until somebody else signs up for patreon truth so truth. if you want a live stream sign up for patreon also that four that that the next four patrons thing that i've been talking about the past uh-huh. couple weeks is still going maybe i'll do yours on the live stream oh there you go so like what is it that you were gonna do so the next four people that sign up for patreon get to pick a topic for me to right, talk right, about right that's right any topic could be themselves, could be some movie, could be some obscure thing about whatever that I have to go research and and, and become a quick like five minute expert on mm-hmm. and just talk about. I've said on, you know, a next episode, mm-hmm. but the next person that, that pushes us over into live stream area mm-hmm. gets it on the live stream. Gets it on the live stream. That'll there be one go. of the things. Yep. So patreon.com slash unabashedly obsessed. Ryan North has a new book out. He does. He does. I've already got plans to hit the bookstore next week because Hank Green has a new book coming out mm-hmm. that Kevin wants me to get. And I have some stuff that I want to pick up for Lorelai. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking that maybe we'll let me find some of the Will Cameron and North's book. No, it's not. That's not a choose your own adventure book. Though. No, but or it would a... still be fun to read a choosable path adventure. Yes. Um, no, but it could still be fun to... I mean, I want to read it at some point yeah. anyway. So It's it called be... How to Invent Everything. Yeah. And it's about time travel. Uh-huh. Relevant. Yeah, the premise of the book is: What if you get lost in time? Won't you want to know, like, how to make fire if no one's done that yet? Or the internet? Yeah, yeah. That. This is the longest outro. (laughs) So patreon.com patreon.com slash unabashedly obsessed. We also have a merch store, unabashedly obsessed. Nope. We also have a merch store, cafepress.com slash unabashedly obsessed. It's definitely time for another live stream. You've forgotten the meme. I've forgotten the meme. We have to do another live stream. No. Um, yeah. So put our cartoon faces on stuff. Please. Thank you so much to Jamie Shaheen for uh, the use of our, the theme song that he wrote for us, which is called Did You Guys Know There Was a Ladder Down Here? Uh, you can find Jamie and his band A Silent Few on YouTube. Thank you also to Emily Cardamus for our logo art. You can find Emily on Twitter at Corrupted Gem, on Tumblr at artfulhypothesis.tumblr.com, and you can check out her webcomic at, uh, it's called Steamed Veggies, and I think it's steamedveggies.tumblr.com. 
I it might just be steamveggies.com. Yeah. Google steam veggies. She also posts on webcomic because uh, if you just Google steam veggies, you'll probably just get some recipes. Uh-huh. Which I mean, maybe you want that too. I mean, boring recipes though. Yeah, that's probably true. Steamed veggies is, yeah. Yeah. You should go, but you should go, but uh, if you, if you can't find it via Google, she does post, uh, she does post links on her, on her Twitter. So, yes. All right. I think that's going to be it. Yep. This has been a consolidated into one episode, two episodes of <laughs> Unabashedly Obsessed. Thank you so much for listening. I'm James. I'm Aaron. Smoking kills. And so do pennies. And maybe jumping into a body that... I mean, like, what if you jump into a body and you... And, like, it's like... And that body you drop jumps in front of a Fucking dead, jump into body, bus hits you. Yeah. What if...